Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um. Houston, do okay. we have a problem? Problem you, indeed. Houston? <laughs> Did you really do that? <laughs> I had to, bro. This has been a dark, dark time. I had to bring some comedy, some light, some positivity into the lives of Houston fans. So even if you're looking at me in ridicule, at least you can shift that ridicule away from your own pride as a Rockets fan over to someone else. I'm looking at you right now, and I'm thinking, man, did you rob Wolverine from his jacket, dude? If you guys can see Vola right now, you were looking fly as hell, bro. Hey, bro. Absolutely. I was not expecting this when I was thinking about you today. I was not expecting this. Bro, shout out to one of the most underrated comic book movies of all time, Logan. Absolutely. The man himself, Wolverine. And I take a lot of... You know, a lot of inspiration from Hugh Jackman. He's a beautiful man. I aspire to be a beautiful man. And you guys today made me feel more like a beautiful man. So I want to leave here with one goal today, and that's to feel a little more beautiful about the Houston Rockets. That's my goal. All right. Like a lot of shit has gone down. As you guys may know, the last time we recorded this. Uh, we still had Daryl Morey. We still had Russell Westbrook. <laughs> a lot of things have changed in 2020 for Houston sports in general. But a lot of stuff has gone down that leaves people wondering what's next, right? Is What's the direction of this franchise? What's going to happen with James Harden? Um, we've lost a lot of faces on this team, and it looks like it's being deconstructed slowly. But my goal is to bring a little positivity into all this that I think I'll surprise you all with. Let's do it, man. I, I think a little bit of positivity would be good in the year 2020, even if it, you know, it's a far stretch, in my opinion. But if it's some short, sort of positivity that can come out of everything that's happened with the Houston Rockets, I'm all for it. I wish I could. I, I wish. I wish to share the same glimmer of happiness as you, and you know, a, a good fortune is that. This motherfucker's but, a line, bro. Let's yeah. get. Let's just get into oh it. Oh my god! Man. All right, so I, so I haven't heard a single take on this topic that's been positive so far. So let me ask y'all and get your reaction. When you heard the news that we traded All Star former MVP Russell Westbrook for former All Star. All NBA player that hasn't played in two years, Washington Wizards point guard John Wall. What was your initial reaction? Neutral to sad. I was yeah. Like uh, for me, that was it was it, it was neutral because all right, you know what? At least you. It's very easy to always say whenever you trade an MVP level player, you usually don't. Sometimes won't get an All Star back in return. You may just end up getting like a huge plethora of role players. So at least so neutral for the fact that you at least got back an All NBA player, former All NBA player. Sad for the fact that he's still 30, right? You didn't get anything to for a player that could potentially take over the reins of James Harden if he decides to leave or anything of that nature. I think you just got a guy for right now to try to win, and I, I don't think he's as good as Russ, and I don't think Not that the all, ceiling... Yeah. The, the ceiling for this team, I don't think, got higher. I think it just stayed stagnant, which is sad when we look at the rest of the trajectory for the West. Chef, you were the same. You are just like, eh, Dude, whatever. Honestly, we just gave up a triple-double king, bro. Come on. For a guy that looks like he always wakes up when he comes to play. Dude, like <laughs> you the regular, see him, Yeah, look at him. looks sleepy. Man. I mean, when you're in a gang, it tends to drain the energy out of you. Dude. <laughs> but he's had such... I'm with you, dude. Like, he's had such a good regular season. Like, obviously, he came back hurt during the playoffs. I think he was scapegoated, unfortunately. I mean... Um, whenever we lost in the whole pl- in, in the playoffs against that, so I think he was unfairly scapegoated. But I think a lot of the, the 
you know, the blame did fall on him. But at the same time, I feel like you could have ran it back and at least yeah, added Yeah, I feel like we things. gave up too easily on this one, man. If you still, in my opinion, if you retained, like, let's say, for example, whatever you ended up doing over here, right, with John Wall, but instead of John Wall, if you end up having Russell Westbrook and have, you know, added Christian Wood and Boogie Cousins, I'd still be okay with that. Yeah, I, I would, think I would, I would be, be cool with idea. that, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The whole series of events, to be quite frank, has been one of the most fascinating multi-off-season events that I've ever witnessed. I mean, think about it, bro. James Harden last offseason requests, he wants solely to play with his boy Russell Westbrook, despite Chris Paul being the perfect complimentary fit. Sure, 2019, he had an off year. He was injured a lot of the year. He wasn't himself in the playoffs, but he was still a great fit. We got to bring him back, man, somehow. So he trades the perfect fit for a bloated contract, a player that's not a great fit, but his homie in Russell Westbrook. Then after one year, the experiment's up, and he's saying, you know what? John Wall's also my homie. I'd rather play with this homie than oh this homie. God. And Russell Westbrook demands out, yeah. right? So the fact that we've ended up here with John Wall in a 2023 pretty protected first-round draft pick. It's lottery protected the first year, then top 10 protected after that. And then it turns into like two second-round picks. You don't know what you're getting in John Wall. Like... I, I am happy that we've moved on from Russell Westbrook. He's, he's a he's a very frustrating player to watch. If you watch the ins and you outs of a basketball game, cancer on the team. I don't know if he's a cancer, but I don't know if he's as complimentary of a superstar as you can have in order to win playoff games. So so real quick before it. before y'all berate me and take Sorry. my Westbrook take apart, I'm not a Russell Stan, but bro, I think people forget. Russell Westbrook pre-COVID calendar year 2020 was one of probably the five best basketball players in the world. Yeah. Right? You know. He had the numbers to back it and everything. At the age of 31, arguably having his best season, his Mm -hmm. third highest point per game in his entire career, his highest field goal percentage his entire career. And he made a real shift for everyone who says Westbrook is who he is. He made a shift. If you guys remember this from this Rockets season, from shooting a lot of threes and jacking up bad pull-ups to like attempting less than one three a game towards the end of 2020. Yeah. Now, sure, COVID got him. COVID the got quad him. got him. And he wasn't the same in the bubble or in the playoffs. But Washington's getting a guy that can give you 30 and 10 as your lead option. And if Westbrook and Harden, during a season where a lot's happening for the Rockets, a trade going from regular basketball to microball, if Harden and Westbrook can get you a four seed in the West, I think Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook is a guaranteed top four to five seed in the East if they're both healthy. I see them more towards the end of the Eastern Conference, like the seven or eight seed. I don't see them like going up that high. But I mean, at the same time, dude, like I, the reason... I guess the reason that upsets me the most with this trade is because I, I still see like all these moves that were just made. And if Russell Westbrook decided to stay in the same position, you know, actually have a big, you know, two big men around him that can shoot. I think that could be great. I think that would have meant more wins for this team than, you know, what you unfortunately had to do with John Wall. Yeah. You wonder why Westbrook demanded out. 
he said he wanted to get back to the old style of being on the ball, yeah. but you never know, dude. You never know what's really happening behind the scenes yeah. with these NBA teams. Well, that's what, like, you know, strategically, that's what kind of surprised me because Russ usually succeeds very well when he has a pick-and-roll duo. I mean, him and Steven Adams were, yeah. I think that I, that alone was the reason why I think, you know, OKC was so successful still in getting into the playoffs in the West every year, even without Harden and KD was that pick-and-roll duo with Steven Adams. So to have that with somebody more athletic and Christian Wood and somebody like Boogie, I think that would have worked great. And on top of that, you're still having P.J. Tucker, so you still have a, you know, a 3-D wing guy as well. Mm-hmm. You're literally just one, you know, mid-level exception away from having the perfect team. So, I don't know. That's what kind of surprised me. And I think Silas, seeing what Coach Silas did with the Mavericks, right? Seeing, like, kind of like that coming off of screens, having Luka and Kristaps both, you know, doing very well with an on-ball handler and with a, you know, outside presence or a big, you know, seven-footer that can shoot the three. I think that would have been the same, uh, you know, game plan that you're trying to run with the Rockets. And I think it could have been really successful for at least a year. Yeah, I mean, still, it it is refreshing on the positive side to know that you have a point guard now who's not going to dribble the ball off his foot randomly like twice in the fourth quarter, right? Who's not going to press the issue somewhere that it shouldn't be pressed during a fast break. And I think one thing that John Wall, let's assume he's going to be healthy this year. One thing he's going to improve, I think, big time is Eric Gordon's ability to be productive. I think... One of the things from Westbrook that was frustrating was watching Westbrook with that second unit that Chris Paul excelled so well at when the duo were together here in Houston. Westbrook and Gordon never developed any kind of chemistry together. I think they had a bad feel for each other. Uh, And Westbrook and that second unit were frustrating to say the least. Now you've got, I mean, you've got a little duo here in John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, Kentucky Connection. You're relying on a lot of health for them. You've got other guys who are looking to fill in roles that we're not sure how they're going to play we haven't even thought about the fact that daniel house is about to step his role up Mm -hmm. and i think he's due for a big season to be quite honest this is his first like full year of starting basketball and he got progressively better even in the playoffs but yeah man i mean this is all we're all just trying to make like a positive argument for the sake of i think in the end what's really going on here is the team is positioning itself consciously Knowing that, hey, we've got like a little time period here, maybe a quarter of a season to come out and show we're ready to contend or James Harden's gone. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's the scary thing. And, you know, when I when I look at the moves that we've made, like I I get, you know, Raphael Stone first year, right? He wants to come out, make a move, make a name for himself in the league. And, you know, trading a star for a star, at least you didn't lose any collateral. You know, I I get that. And you got to pick back. For Russell Westbrook. I get that. But at the same time, the Rockets have just been notoriously horrible with fucking drafting. Or like with being consistent in a draft and trading it. I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up trading it for like a fucking role player. Let me, let me ask you this. Who was the last first round draft pick that the Rockets had? Jesus Christ. I had to think about that. Yeah. Can't Clint Capella. Clint Capella? Oh, Turned into an all-star, semi-all-star nice. level center, bro. Nabil. I mean, they look, just haven't had first round. That's picks. what I'm saying. We haven't had, we've traded most of the time we've traded them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we just end up trading this for a role player somewhere. Like I, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, I guess confident in knowing what the heck this t- organization is going to do with first round picks. That's the only thing. Yeah. And then the second thing about that as well is just like, I, I look at it and we stayed stagnant while literally every other team in the West I was contending, in my, opinion, in my opinion, got better or is looking more promising going into the next year. I wouldn't say we stayed stagnant, though. We've Christian Wood is an improvement yes, over go. the front court no. that we had before. Yeah. I mean, okay. he is a front court he that is. we didn't have before. Yeah. I think Boogie, bro, I again, I, I think 
it's hard for a seven footer big man to come back from multiple leg injuries. But I think Boogie, even after an Achilles tear, 15 months back, was averaging 16 and eight as the fourth option on a Warriors team that was stacked. Boogie had just an ACL tear now, and he's had 18 months to recover from it and rehab from it, and he looks slimmer than I've ever seen him look. He's coming back to a team with guys like Ben McLemore, former teammate in Sacramento, and again, John Wall, homeboy from the streets of California back in high school, Kentucky teammate. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doubting that. The only thing I have doubts with Boogie is again being 30 now, uh, not having played, uh, you know, a full season in God knows how long, and just that, you know, the Houston gods hate us with health Houston in general. God. Like we're already like the Houston basketball gods, bro. Like they already dark. hate us. Yeah, they hate us when it comes to injuries. injuries so days, man. dark days. Bro. It's it's like you're just pressing the fucking face of Murphy's Law, and like you're literally That's where knowing. Our stadium is where we built it. Oh, they built it over like an Indian, Indian burial yeah. ground, bro, man, we know for it. sure, bro. It's it's Move something, bro. You're, so you're telling me we're coming back with two guys who've had what, a, what Achilles tears, pretty much. Three guys, three David Nwabu off the bench, have, also an Achilles yeah. tear with the Nets. You have three guys coming back with Achilles tears to the city of Houston. With you know, there's some sort of evil chant going in the background somewhere. Like yeah. I just don't, I just don't trust it, man. Like that's one thing I loved about Russ. And I think we all loved. It. There, there was a lot of shit to hate, but the fact that he was very <laughs> healthy. Uh, you know, most of the time he's never had any like you know tears or rips or anything like that. He always so. had meniscus tears that he'd scope out in the off season, but it would never cause him yeah. to miss games in the you regular season. You wouldn't miss a whole season like he's never had that then the, the thing was prime is losing a whole season yeah. i mean look i i understand you got younger with john wall at 30 but at the same time i don't know how much of a difference that is with like russ at 31 32 with no especially yeah with the injuries and everything i guess all that adds up man but that i mean, years. when i will give this when wall left or when he got injured, I don't think that John Wall hit his prime. Like, you know, oh, I think he was ascending into agreed. it. Agreed. So that's the scary thing to me is like, all right, so where does this you know, trajectory end? Like, we go, if we think of like a, like a pie chart or like a line graph, right? Like, it was ascending up, it was ascending up, ascending up, then it just stopped. Is it going to go have back the same down? same Derrick Rose situation? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are we going to be going like just downhill or is it going to keep getting, you know, keep getting Not bigger? Not saying Derrick Rose is taking its toll, man. He's, he's up on the come up now, but. Yeah, but like that, you know, going from an MVP candidate yeah. or going from like an all, you know, like same thing this guy this guy was an all nba talent right you're talking about a one, top of the, three. one of the three best point guards in basketball exactly that, exactly so if you go up to there like you can if you go higher than you know what's the what's the threshold then you know first team all nba second team all nba so does that what we talk about or do we talk about fringe all-star right like it's if you're lucky a fringe all-star i think so too i think that's the ceiling with john wall coming back from an injury not having played in two years they start him slow in the beginning of the season and if he looks good he's consistent he's not you the know Robin having any effects Hey, I I would love it. Yeah. Let me ask you all this. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, 2018 playoffs, John Wall averaged 27 points, 12 assists, two and a half steals a game on 45% from the field. Wouldn't be bad to have next to James Harden. If you guys were OKC back at the peak of Westbrook Durant, like let's say the 2013 season, the year after they lost to the uh the year after they lost to, who was it? The Heat in the finals. Would you trade Russell Westbrook straight up for John Wall? Prime John Wall? At that time? Yeah, 100%. Oh, I would have. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I, I would have loved to. And, that, and that's that. what gives me hope for this pairing is John Wall can maximize a two guard or a score more than Russell Westbrook can. I mean, the guy knows how to play with a shooting guard. He played with what I think now, hot take, hot. is the second best shooting guard in the NBA right now in Bradley Beal. 
He played with him for several years. I don't know, man. With Bradley Beal, I look at it now. Bradley Beal like ascended into being a true superstar without John Wall. Yeah, right? ex- true. He's a 30-point, six-rebound, four-assist guy now, yeah. but he was still giving you 25 a game with John Wall. Consistent he score. He hadn't developed into what he was, but I think it gives you hope that John Wall has said in press conferences when the topic of is there a rift between Bradley Beal and John Wall came up, he said that, Bradley Beal hadn't developed into what he was when John Wall was there. John Wall had to take on the role of being the man in Washington. He said he would gladly, you know, share the ball with him more and be more in spot ups if he had the Bradley Beal that we're seeing now. So James Harden, I mean, that's the best scorer in basketball, one of the three best basketball players in the world. No argument, zero done. I think he's going to be willing to take more of a backseat and preferably so coming back from an injury. Well, I mean, so this is my my whole it, like take. I, I would love for us to start slow with John Wall, right? Like, you know, start him off like 20 minutes game, 25. But then I look at our roster. You just have no other guards. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, that's when you miss somebody like Austin Rivers, right? Yeah. Like, you can trust you can trust him to run the second Chris season. Clemens, all-star season coming, bro. Oh, my God. All five foot eight of him. <laughs> Do you think? He's like a toy. He is. Like, so we have, we st- I believe we still it's have like our middle of the right? Huh? We still have our mid-level exception, correct? Wait, can we say baby Yoda or do we have to call it Grogu now? What does that mean? Is that like a... Is that a Mandalorian reference? Yeah. N- neither of y'all watched The Mandalorian. No. like the first season. I yeah. didn't get into the Mandalorian. Season. So we learned we learn his name, bro. His yeah. name is Grogu. Wow. Oh. He's an ancient Jedi. Oh. Yeah. So no relationship to Yoda whatsoever? Uh, Yoda? He's, no, he's not like his child or anything. So is that racist to think that like I, I thought he was Yoda? There's because, different wow, species Yoda. like that that look like yeah. Yoda? Yeah, yeah bro. Look, bro. Wow. There's like two, there's like two Yodas in the original Star Wars. The other's Yaddle, I think. Yaddle. She's a hoe. Yaddle? Did you say she's a hoe? Yeah, she was. She was. She would sit in like the it's Jedi the Jedi Council with like her legs open. It was bad. Wow. Yeah. Star Wars, Disney, subliminal messages. Beautiful. Oh Shit. my goodness. Yeah. It is how, what it is. How did I not see that? Okay. Some yeah. people don't stay woke. It's understandable. Yeah, it is what it is. So back to the rocket, <laughs> mid-level exception. Where do you guys think we'd use it? Or have we haven't used our mid-level exception? Yeah, yet. it's we, done. Is it done now? I think they used it all. Yeah, they Who used it all. On? They used it all to sign other guys like to small non-guaranteed contracts. So essentially, we're stuck with the roster we have with no backup point guard. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Okay, Chris so, Clemens or James Harden's gonna be your backup point guard for a lot of that stretch. They're hoping Eric Gordon can. Maybe you're, you're putting a lot a of pressure on guard. Eric Gordon, dude. You're putting a Ooh. lot of pressure on Eric Gordon. I mean, look, I, I think we love him in Cousins, 2018. Point center, dude. Look. Let's go. DeMarcus Cousins point center. I'll take that. That'd be fun to watch. But I think, no, you're right, dude. There's a lot of pressure on uh, on Eric Gordon now for the being the sex, for the sixth man of the year. Um, you kind of need him to be sixth man of the year, Eric Gordon, if this team's going to be successful. Yeah. Uh, what, the last time? He had the he worst done? season of his career last year. I mean, you're looking through the numbers. 14 a game on, like, almost 40% shooting. It was subpar for his standards like I, I don't know if you're expecting this guy to go back to being like a 20 point scorer but i, I don't think we're gonna get that from eric gordon nah, but i think we'll get a better version of him with this so. new team eric gordon really struggled with micro ball yeah I, I really wonder how this team's gonna essentially really look when we when we think about it from you know from from like a, a whole logistical standpoint right like is it going to be more threes uh, if is it possible to have more threes? Is it actually possible to have a low post threat? I, I you know, I, I, I really don't know. And I, I do see the reason why you get Christian Wood and, um, you know, and Boogie. Uh, it's because you have to pay, play AD every fucking year. So you finally have somebody <laughs> to guard him. But, you know, now, now it's, uh, I'm just curious to see how this whole style will work. I mean, what are y'all, what, what are your guys' thoughts about like finally actually having a center in this league? Actually having two now. Bro, I think 
if you're going to buy stock on any Rockets jersey, it's Christian Woods. Hey. He's the least likely one <laughs> to like get traded in yes. the next 12 months. So his jersey should still be here. I like it, bro. We've never... When's the last time we had a center that could shoot the three ball? David never. Anderson or Brad Miller from like the, the early Anderson. 2010s? And it just upsets me because every time I thought of like the old D'Antoni systems, I'm like, dude, that's all you're missing. You're missing a seven-footer that can shoot the three. They, and D'Antoni said that, right? He said like, we should have just said F it and gone all the way. Just oh, like nothing but threes all game, every game. But yeah, bro. I mean, having a center that skill set really presents matchup nightmares like a Christian Wood. The more of his highlights that I watch, the more he gets those pick and roll looks where he hasn't rolled all the way, but it's an early slip and he has to take a dribble or two and make a move to score. It was so frustrating watching Clint Capella inability to operate in that range, especially against Golden State, where they gave him that early look, but he could never make that initial play to get by Looney of all people. Fun. Um, so you don't have one of those, you have two. DeMarcus Cousins is that same guy. I mean, Sacramento and New Orleans used to run face-up looks for him half the game. So to have that on your team as well, I mean, it's exciting. It's just going to come down to whether or not Cousins can stay healthy. And, bro, is is Christian Wood's sample size post-Andre Drummond large enough to say, this is legit a 22.10 rebound a game guy? Yeah, because his stat line, I think, was ridiculous after um, they got rid of uh, Andre Drummond and they put him in the starting lineup for a couple of games. He was averaging, like, what, it was like 18 and 10 or some shit like that? It was, tw- it was like 21 and 11 Jeez, Louise, that's on, wild. like, that's 30 minutes like, a game. He last, was the yeah, starting 14. center. Damn. Yeah, it was like the last 20 games yeah. of the season, I want to say, for Detroit. I mean, that would be a, a, another value contract. If this guy could t- just randomly turn into a 20 and 10 guy, I mean, you just got yourself a, the contract of the decade there, Rafael Stone. I mean, and he's young, so... I don't know, man. Like, I still... So, what do you guys think, then? I guess my next question I would have for you guys is, what do you guys think that the Rockets end up in the West once, you know, the year's done? Or shit, especially since the year's about to start in, like, what, less than a couple of weeks now? Man, they're they're the biggest wild card. You know, if they all stay together, if Harden buys in, the team stays together, the guys we mentioned before, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, they're healthy. And they make some kind of move, midseason move, whatever, to get a, a backup point guard. They still have those trade exceptions they generated from free agency moves. This team could be one of the three best teams in the West. I mean, Damn, that's high. Yeah, you've wow. got you've got the LA teams, the Clippers and Lakers are still up there. And the only other one that really scares me is Denver. Because yeah, Denver, Denver Denver's really? got the Michael Porter wild card does he develop into the star that he's hinted at being for so many so many years now the last couple of years going back to his college days you don't think the Mavs are better than us at this point no I'm not scared of the Mavs the reason I'm not scared of the Mavs is one I don't trust Chris Stapps to be healthy for a full season and a seven footer with a foot injury leg injury every season for the last several seasons I wouldn't be worried about them and two Bro, the, the best player on the court in that series would still be James Harden. As magnificent as Luka had looked, and Luka looked like another level of bad motherfucker in the bubble compared to everything else. That could just be his progression, right? Mm-hmm. Ha- not having played basketball and training for that period. You can only expect him to keep progressing at the age he's at right now. But still, bro, James Harden, I mean, he's still one of the best, if not the best guard in the entire world right now. And I would take him in that series. Okay, so who else do we have in the... In, you think that, uh, what, the Utah Jazz? 
Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think Mitchell's going to turn into Bradley Beal. Never been a Utah Jazz fan. None nobody, of us nobody, have. Nobody's been a Fuck Jazz the Utah fan. Jazz. Yeah, Utah's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I see. I really do see Bunch Donovan Mitchell, bro. I see Donovan Mitchell turning into Bradley Beal, another thirty-point guy. Like, yeah. uh, like I think that's, that's the next progression. So I, I think he gets better. I, I don't know how good of a team they're going to be, but. Let's see what happens. I mean, do you, are you guys scared of OKC again? Because I mean, that nah. was uh, okay. That, that was a, that was a scare in the bubble. The way that uh, OKC ended up playing us in the playoffs. So you know, SGA is probably going to be much better too. That coming up, uh, coming into this new year, no Schroeder. I don't know, man. OKC no always scares me. Phoenix, man, Phoenix yeah, will be a playoff the Suns, team. The Suns are going to be a good no, team. Those to guys watch. Are, so so let, let's lay it out. Let's lay it out. Who are our eight playoff teams in the West? Let's go with the guarantees. L.A. L.A. Denver. Denver. Houston. Houston. Oh, Houston's a guarantee. And, and the guarantee in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. guaranteed in the playoffs. Wow. I don't think that's not... That, don't unless they blow it up. Yeah, like... Which is always a big... This is a 50-50 possibility. That's what Vegas odds have it right now is... Will James, who will James Harden start the season with? 50% Houston, 50% wildcard team. I don't know. I, I see us. That, they're guaranteed if this team stays together. I, I don't know what the fuck happens. L- yeah, let's go with that. Let's okay, say they, they stay, stay together. together let's Houston's, keep it happy. Yeah. I got the uh, Mavs also. Mavs, I think, are guaranteed. Mavericks, so that's five. Golden State. Running out of Wow. Fingers. I think Golden State makes the playoffs. You think Curry and Draymond with Wiggins and Wiseman can... Wow, well, I just listed Kelly, off Kelly four Oubre. pretty talented guys. Yeah. Kelly, Kelly Oubre is welcome off 18 Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Though it, I just if, totally forgot about that whole last yeah. team. If Steph doesn't sit the year because he knows they're not going to be a 70-win team, then yeah, they might they might slip into the playoffs. Team. Yeah, I think I think Steph has a lot to prove this fucking year. No no clay. Like 14 this. national televised games yeah. for the Warriors. There's n- there's wow. no clay. Like, if Steph has an opportunity this year, if he's going to score 35 any year, this is the year to do it. There's no clay. You have, you have the, yeah, you've this al- is his time to shine. Yeah, you've always had the green light. Now you have like two green lights for it to shoot any time you get the this ball. This is literally yeah. going down Highway 6 when it's all green. Yeah, exactly. This, this is legit. One of, one of the best parts about the city of Houston is how we're able to unite. The way we united to shut his wife's restaurant down oh, in yeah. Houston. I've never been more proud of you. When they were the playing against Yelp us in the playoffs. Reviews. Oh, they destroyed that Yelp page. I've never been more proud of the city of Houston after I saw, I, saw that. I, you know, broken if I went to war in another country and they asked me where I was from, I wouldn't say I'm an American. I wouldn't say I'm a Texan. Wow. I'd say I'm a fucking Houstonian. Wow. Be someone. Be someone. Done. Look at y'all put it on a shirt right there. Yes. That's beautiful. I know. That sounds like a commercial that we got to do for right? City Houston. Nice Yo, Mitch Turner, if you listen and we hear, bro. We got the voices. <laughs> we got the ideas. So how many? So, so that's the way. So the Warriors is six or seven? So Warriors makes it six. Uh, do we have Utah in there or seven? Yeah, I'll put Utah in there. And then I think it's a toss-up between Memphis and uh, the Blazers. Ooh, okay, I was going to say. So Memphis, the Blazers. You don't have Phoenix in there. Uh-uh. I think Phoenix is uh, going to yeah, be a nice surprise. Be a, Phoenix in there. Yeah. Yes, bro. Phoenix would you be. You saw what Chris Paul did with, the, with OKC. I, know, I mean, Those now are, we got Devin Booker. Bro, DeAndre Ayton, I think, is due. Playing finally with a point guard like Chris Paul. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton's due for a huge season. 18 and 12. He was suspended for a large part of the season because of PEDs a man's got to do what a man's got to do but I think him coming back his third year playing with CP bro I'm I'm scared about what DeAndre Aiden's going to do to the West he's going to be a force man so you guys think they're going to be better than Dame and CJ Uh, you know me bro I'm not a Dame believer I think Dame has been a pretender and never a contender his entire career do you think Dame ever wins one Nah, not with Portland Yeah, and it looks like, and, and he leaves. wants to be that yeah. guy that stays, yeah. right? He wants to be the superstar that's with one team his whole career. I don't know, man. It's pretty hard to leave a supermax. 
I don't think anybody would be like, just offer me $200 million and here I am. Like, bye guys. I, I feel don't like at that point when you make that money, you can go ring chase after. Bro, I don't know. That eventually you yeah, can. Yeah, just get your Supermax though. Like, get your 70 mil extra that you would from yeah. nobody. And then by the time you're like 33, 34, like, do, do whatever the fuck you got to do with that. 200 mil. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think. So if you think about the amount of guys this offseason that actually signed a Supermax, uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think, signed a Supermax. He did. Brandon Ingram. Uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Yeah, three guys right there that I know off the top of my head. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, another one. Very underrated. Uh, H-Town kid. Shout out De'Aaron yeah. Fox. Cy Fair, Cy Lake. One of the Cypress One of the schools. Cy schools. Yeah. They, they were never that competitive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, now, he, now he just signed the max for like $170 million. It's like freaking wild. But Jesus. Yeah. One thing that's concerning with these Supermaxes, though, is, bro, you're seeing a lot, of, especially Phoenix, mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of these Supermax players where they still have like three, four years on their contract. And they're already telling their teams like, hey, I'm out. Like, we're not competing. We're not contending. I want out. And, you know, I'm all for the player empowerment age. You know, I love what, I don't like the way he did it, but I love what LeBron did to say, you know what, fuck this team that's (laughs) robbed me of any chance to compete my first seven years that I gave my body up in this league. I'm going to go win a ring with a competent organization with what he did with Miami. But like now, players... Put it that way, I guess. Players dictating the entire direction of their franchises with several years left on their contract, not even like an expiring contract. You've got one year left. Whatever team eats that contract, it'll turn into cap relief at the end of the summer. Three, four years left trying to dictate decisions that... You know, they agreed upon in their contract. And I get it. It's a business. You know, this is all player empowerment. But to a certain point, it starts screwing with the dynamics of sports and the team. And that's been frustrating. That's one of the things with Houston. Harden still got two years on his contract demanding out for a situation that he largely helped create. Mm -hmm. Right? He pushed. He was one of the people that pushed for the Westbrook CP trade, which created this unmitigated disaster. See, I'll say this as an entertain for entertainment value, right? I think it's very easy to say, like, all right, if I I can just go on, you know, sporttrackright.com, look at the contract details, and know, like, all right, this guy is supposed to stay with this team and this organization for so long. I kind of like this unexpected nature of like having Woj bombs and Shams bombs just thrown at me, like, yeah, what the fuck just happened, right? Like, it, it adds Get a your lot. Bleacher report yeah, notification, dude, like, it, like it's yeah, what the hell just happened, dude? Man? I love it. That excitement, like, it, that excitement. It, it, Are you serious? It's exciting to see like something that's like, you know, like if just, we pausing for a second and just taking a note to NFL real quick. You were excited when that DeAndre Hopkins Ooh, trade happened? Yes. Well, I was no. like, it wasn't exciting. It was exciting to see. It was exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was, it was fun to see as an NFL fan. It hurt to see as a fucking Texans fan. Right? Bro. Bro, it didn't hurt. It felt like cancer as it a was. Texans fan. It, it, was, it, was, it was the horrendous. cancer of Bill O'Brien oh, spreading gosh. deeper and deeper into it, the team we love. beautiful. As you can tell. We got Johnson back there with a walker. Pretty with much, his bro. old ass trying to get an end. Arthritis. Arthritis at the age of 27. And we gave up the best hands, arguably, in the NFL. League leader in receptions Seriously. and yards right now, right? DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. I, I, shit. Damn, so is it going to be exciting when we randomly get the text notification in the middle of the season that James Harden's been traded to the Denver Nuggets in a three-team trade for Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Gary Harris? 
I would hope not, considering what happened with not. and a first round pick. <laughs> I would not considering what happened with the with Russell Westbrook, and you're able to get you know something competent like that. I don't know if you got if you got rid of James Harden, at least get me another star. Yeah, three a- three team trade. Let me sell you on this. Okay. Sixers, Nuggets, Rockets. Okay. You pull a three team trade where the Rockets get Ben Simmons, okay. Michael Porter, Gary Harris, and a first round pick. Sign me up. For James Harden, you give you give James Harden and PJ Tucker to the Sixers, and then I don't know how it works. For I don't the care about there was a world else. where this worked. I, honestly, it. I think I would take that. I'll take that. In a I'll take that. In a it was with the Nets. I'm sorry, the Nets were the third team. Oh, I guess he would go to the Nets then. He would go James Harden to the Nets and PJ Tucker to the Nets. Dinwiddie and uh, what's his name? Lavert. No, Dinwiddie and Allen would go to the Nuggets. Okay. For Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Then the Nets would flip Michael Porter Jr. and Karis Lavert with a first round pick for James Harden and PJ Tucker. So the Rockets get Karis Lavert, Michael Porter Jr., and two first round picks. So Give up Gary James Harris. Harden and PJ Tucker, and you still get Gary Harris from Denver. I want to haul, like, if, I, if I'm trying to get rid of James Harden, there's two types of deals I want. And they both happen to be from Houston. I want to haul, like, I, like the Clippers did for CP3. Like, you know, you're getting like literally a whole fucking team for this guy or you trade him for an equal all-star uh, or like, you know, someone in that level of giving 25 more. Like, I don't think Karis Levert's that. Karis Levert isn't an all-star yet. Right. And, you know, I don't think he ever will be. Exactly. I think he'll be a solid like number four player. But right. I, I think you need a star. So, you know, but both those deals, Houston is proctored, right? Like, give me a whole team like that whole deal you just said with Gary That's Harris. A, I'll, yeah. I'll take that shit in a heartbeat. You would take Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Karis Levert and two first round picks. Not Karis Levert. I thought uh, ben, Simmons ben Simmons was in the, yeah, I think, in the you, picture. Did you just take him yeah. out the picture? Yeah, Ben Simmons. Oh, that was an error on my part. That's an All NBA player. Sorry. Right? For any, all, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would, I would trade James Harden. Michael right Porter now. Jr. Though, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a potential yeah, superstar. I need an All NBA player. Simple as that, right? Like, mm. if you're able to, like, even if Russell Westbrook is an All NBA player. Yeah, there's no Godfather deal on the table right now. The no. Nets package is absolutely abysmal. It sucks. Right, Dinwiddie, Lavert, Allen, and a first-round pick. Come on, none of those are three great young guys that can be starters on great teams. None of them is a potential all-star. One, what if I if I'm really salty with like the Houston Rocket, like if I'm uh, if I'm the Rockets, I'm really salty at, at uh, you know James Harden. If I I'll do a trade just to send him to fucking Memphis for John Morant. I would do that in a heartbeat. For John Morant, John straight Morant? up, I would straight up, straight, straight up, I'll do that in a heartbeat. I would, I would do that. Like, just send his ass to fucking Memphis. He wins a younger. championship in Memphis. Oh, if he wins a championship, Dylan Brooks is like a fucking superstar. <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. is the next Amari Stoudemire. I, yeah, I would do that, bro. Just out of saltiness. Like, here, just give me this like twenty year old who looks like he's gonna be the next James Harden. Give me ten years of him of his prime. So if Harden ends up anywhere, I mean, again, this is the other fifty percent side of things. Where does he end up? You've got Philly. Brooklyn, the Clippers were like reportedly interested for a little while. Maybe even the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, Wiseman, Wiggins, uh, Draymond, and like a first round pick. I don't know if you'd want Draymond. That's nasty. Some other random Warriors young guy and a first round pick. Multiple first round picks. Would you take it? No. I, again, like I think out of all the teams, like Philly, I, I want Philly. I, I want one. Yeah. Like, you have you have to get another in the NBA today. Round player like that, man. If you're anyone in the NBA and you want to be a shooters lit, around him, man, that's all you that's he's all never you ha- he's never had it. Yeah. Right. I mean the se- the first season in Philly where they had JJ Redick and his white man sleeve, that was probably Ben Simmons' most productive year. So if you can get him a team built around him, I think he could do. Really fun things. Yeah, he's also very young too. I think people forget he's only like twenty two or twenty three. Like he's still he's still very young and hasn't his prime. Would you yet. do a Harden Giannis trade? 
Yeah, I don't think the Bucks would do it though. <laughs> Man, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth that would a shot. be the only yeah. superstar caliber person that would want to just trade person for person. I mean, yeah, you Harden is one of the three best basketball yeah. players in the world. You're not getting equal return of value talent wise anywhere you trade him. Yeah. You just have to hope you go younger with yeah. that level of talent that can one day get close to where so he's at. So I guess at. the question is, what what's the limit till that you would take for a trade for James Harden? Would you do a James Harden for De'Aaron Fox trade? Uh, no, I don't think no. so. Okay, so you wouldn't do one for Swiper. Would you do one for John Morant? No. Okay, would you do one for... Are we talking like picks attached to these players, or these you, are straight-up player we'll swaps? Throw, we'll throw a first-rounder in there. With a first-rounder? Nah. Because okay. neither neither of those guys have superstar potential. I don't think, don't John, think John Morant has superstar nah. potential. No, I don't think wow. John... No, I don't think John Morant's going to be the best player on a championship team. Really? I think John, I think John's looks reminds me a lot of Dame, and I, I, I think that can be... like If you can... I see a lot more team. Russ. Really? A lot more erraticness. That's an MVP, then. Flaley. Yeah. <laughs> an MVP who... MVP season is a first round exit in the playoffs. I mean, that's a lot on him. I would say. I mean, th- to say that John Morant like literally took this Memphis team as far as he did in his first fucking rookie year. They would have made the playoffs if they stayed healthy. That that team is uh, is nice. I see a lot of n- nice in Jaw, but you're waging a lot of you're, you're completely waging your right now for the future. Then, I guess that's the thing. Like, how much are you? Because I think you could win now with the Ben Simmons, right? I think Ben Simmons has developed enough to, that you could look It'll at him. He'll be a playoff team, yeah. Exactly. Like, you could say that, you know, this guy isn't, like, you know, one or two years away from maturing. I think he's matured already. Which I think that's the reason I want someone like Ben is I think you got to have a guy right now in the NBA in today's landscape, especially in a market like Houston, where there's already a piece in place if you were to bring in another star. So is there any young talent that you would trade James Harden for right now? Young talent? Man. Brandon Luke, Ingram. Luka Doncic. That's it. Just go up 45 and be like, here, hey, hey Mark, we want to trade. Hey, like, Mark. Mark. Go up We'll give you all the Landrys, even though it's probably like you're losing money on that business. But um, just you, take it anyways. It's like a Shark Tank pitch to him. Like, hey, man, we, we'll, we'll give you Harden for Luka. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Ingram. That's interesting. Um, Sign of Max. Man. 25 a game. 25, 7 and 7. Yeah, he's a bad dude. And he's, what, he's like 23. Yeah. So like yeah shit he's giving you that I mean he got his ass punked by CP3 and Harden though so I don't know he did but he was also a baby yeah those guys that's like a full those are two full grown men full grown goons yeah yeah so bro they want to kill yeah so, I, I don't know man I, I keep looking and I'm like ooh James Harden Jamal Murray nah really nah Jamal Murray's ceiling isn't that of a number one guy I want a guy who can be the best player on a championship team Jamal Murray is not that really Jamal Murray's a great Robin to Nikola Jokic but. No, not yet, bro. So okay, so did you think that everything that happened in the bubble was a fluke with uh, Jamal Murray? Like uh, fifty, like literally averaging fifty 40, pieces. Yeah, he had averaging fi- like forty points a game. Couple fifty pieces against Utah. Average a lot of forty pieces in the second round as well. But I don't know, bro. There's something about the eye test with his game. I feel like. He can never be a point guard that you consistently rely on in the fourth quarter of games. And he looked conditioning was an issue with him, too. Yeah. Late into the Lakers series, bro, he looked spent. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not on the take Jamal. In consideration the schedule that they had going on, bro. It was like almost back to back games. Other, other players in that game are playing that it, same yeah, schedule. His chubby ass just looked tired. Well, yeah. man, I hope Jamal Murray proves you wrong now. I'm sad. He's All nice. Right. I mean, he's yeah, top. He's, he's, he's like tier two point guards in the um, NBA right now. But he's a baby too. Yeah. James Harden for Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely not. Okay. No, John, Donovan Mitchell's. A well, you're probably not going to send it. He probably. I think James Harden probably retire if you if you found out he's being sent to Utah. I would too. Uh, Are there any strip clubs in Utah? No, it's it's you can't, dude. It's very cold. The Lord, the Lord will not let, let you do that. Cold. Yeah, the Lords will not let you. The Lords will not let you do that. Yeah. 
Any team in California? I mean, ooh, James Harden for Paul George. That's a hard one. You, If you asked me this like a year or two years ago, I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. But now seeing what Paul George has been in L.A. and the, the sort of snake he is too, I don't know, man. I think that's one you have to consider, though. Okay. I think Paul George, we still forget. He was an MVP candidate just mm-hmm. a year ago. So an all-NBA player last year that I think this could... I think this could be a possibility, a dark horse, very, very dark horse, but uh, Toronto, Pascal for James Harden. Pascal for James, man. That's you have NBA to take player. that trade. Yeah, I think you do that you in a heartbeat. Have, Pascal is like, I think he's barely touched the tip of, yeah. a lot of tips being Ooh. spoken about here on Not Your <laughs> but he's barely touched the tip no. of what he has to offer. And spray onto the world, the I, basketball world. I love it. I, I think that I think that actually that would be a trade that would be helpful for both for both teams. I, I think James Harden with the Raptors would be really fun to see him, Fred VanVleet, and I, I think that would be a fun asset, a squad to end up seeing at this point. I agree, bro. Um, yeah, Pascal's a guy you can build around pretty easily too. Okay, right? I believe Four that. rebounder can play in transition, put the ball on the floor, three point shooter. He's just an easy complimentary piece. I don't think I don't think Pascal's a number one necessarily on a championship team either, though. Ooh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I think he can be if he's around like the perfect system. And I think you have to build like a like another team. I don't say team around him, but you have to build a perfect like squad around him with players that know their roles, like exactly what their role is. I think that's what you need for Pascal to be successful. Um, who else would we trade anybody else for? Uh, Jalen Brown. James Harden for Jalen Brown. Yes. Yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> we've talked about this at length, how high I am on Jalen Brown. I think he's the ultimate Maury Ball yeah. guy. You get you get the ball in his hand, isolate him, get him touches off the screens, get him out in transition. I think he can be a 30-point-a-game guy. Yeah, Number one score on your team. I agree with and you. And you want to talk about babies. He's like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. So I think he's got a lot of room to grow as well. Damn, so that's I can't think of anybody else. I, I Jason like. Tatum, straight up. I would. That's a trade I would make in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. I just don't think the, the, the Celtics. Yeah, they would never that. consider. I it. think the Celtics. I, I think the Celtics were a possibility at one time of like trying to trade for James Harden, but then it's like, you know, what package? I, any Celtics package, I think, still would be interesting. Like, I think that would probably include Kemba or something like that. Like, that would be what Kemba and like. Ew. Yeah. It's I want to stay far away from Kemba. You got to get something back, dude. Like I said, like I'll take a star, bro. Like I, I don't. I, like You're you not said, a fan of Kemba. Honestly, I, I'm I, a fan. I'm a huge fan, but I'm not a fan of his knee. I'm not a fan of a six foot guy who has knee issues and is thirty. What, what what's better than Kemba that you could probably get for James Harden other than Ben Simmons? Patrick Beverly. Oh God, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Give me Patrick Beverly back on this team, bro, because he'll take out the ACL of any other oh. opponent you're going up against. On the real, though, I would love Patrick Beverly as our backup point guard. What if we could just, just take him from the Clippers? It, for something? Is he one of the greatest Houston Rockets ever? Like on the level of Moochie Norris? <sighs> Moochie Norris. What a what a hairdo. What a name, man. I don't know what's more impressive. The name. But when you have a kid, the name of Moochie. Yeah. Do you think his mom called him Moochie? Like she'd yell Moochie to wake him (laughs) up to go to school in the morning. Imagine him as like a CEO of a company. Like, uh, sure, we got the we got the the president, like the CEO of Southwest Airlines, uh, Moochie Norris, with the keynote speaking over here. I, I I just don't know if I'd be able to take it seriously. Yeah. But at the same time, I probably like wouldn't just buy their stock because I know the CEO's name's Moochie. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> he tells them you can call me Coochie. Oh, damn. Damn. You got an open. Yeah, that's an open. Doctor Seuss over here. Hey, man. I'm an artist. So, going back now and considering everything that's happened, 
Who do you guys think like comes out of the West? Is it still the Lakers? In your opinion? I think they're the team to beat. Yeah. I think the reason I really want this Rockets team to stay together is I think there's a window here, right? I think there's a way that you can make this work that leads to a championship. And that is squeeze out as much James Harden as left. Oh, right bro, now. I mean, this is one of the is a transcendent talent, truly. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers, there's always the possibility. I mean, when's the last time Anthony Davis played two straight healthy seasons, right? Does Father Time finally catch up with LeBron? Does he turn into old this man LeBron? This conversation every single season. Every season we have it, bro. Just you yeah. said that he spent an extra million on his yeah. podcast. <laughs> like, like a job. Like not your weekly sports pod is the reason LeBron continues to strengthen his case yeah. for greatest player. You heard this Iranian guy in Houston like say that he's not there. So he just said like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to take an extra $2 million and spend it in my body for the next one week and a half just to become like Super Saiyan. But hey, if either of them sustain injuries... If either of them slow down, the Lakers become just as vulnerable as, you know, any other Western Conference top dog. The Clippers, who knows what the situation is going to be chemistry-wise with that team, Not right? 3-1 situation? I don't Yeesh. I don't know, man. Like, I think the main thing about the Lakers that scares me more than anything else, we, don't, we, are, we have no depth. I really don't think we have any, like, other than the, the center position with Christian Wood and, and Boogie Cousins, which you hope stay healthy. I'm I'm really down on the on this bench, and that's the one thing that the Lakers just fucking amplified to the max was their bench. Are you kidding me? Fucking Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder and Marcus. Like, look at this team, and you end yeah, up retaining I did not see those picks coming, man. I guess when you can say that Bleacher Report notification. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm seeing this time. You got two like six men of the year, like literally number one, number two, six man of the year back on this uh, on this squad. Like, it's. That's crazy to see. Like, even if LeBron, like, legit, if LeBron decided not to play for, like, 20, 30 games, I don't think it's really that big of an issue. I really don't. I think AD is going to be transcending yeah. into being, I think AD wants to be the best player in this league. I really do. I think AD wants to be an MVP. That's the only thing missing from his resume right now. He's still not in his prime. No, not, and that's the scary part, right? Okay, right now, if you're telling, if you're a GM and you have the choice between Giannis and AD, who do you choose? I choose AD in a heartbeat. Man. Not even close. I don't know about that. Not even, cl- not even close. Not even close anymore. After, <laughs> after what I've You seen, have to be very selective on no, the pieces that you want to put around Anthony Davis. After then. what I've seen in the playoffs, like, and you know, again, Giannis hasn't hit his prime either, right? But to see how quickly it took Anthony Davis to like pretty much get a three-point shot now, which is money, right? Like you have to, yeah. you have to, you have to yeah. show respect to this guy. <laughs> So the fact that it took him only this long and now he's a lockdown three-point shooter, he can do anything in the paint. And on top of that, dude was a point guard before, right? So he still has the handles too. Like that's, man, that's just nasty. And he's seven feet tall. Like, come on, dude. He is all the time. Like, who knows? Within three years, this guy could end up being KD if he really wanted to. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up just turning into like the greatest like spotter shooter we've seen either then. Like this, this, this guy can do it all. And on top of that, he's probably, in my opinion, he, he was robbed of the fucking defensive player of the year. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, are you he's, kidding me? Like, he's still one of the three best defensive players easy. in the NBA year in, year out. Is it, it's crazy to say a seven-footer can guard every five, like all five positions, but AD can. can it's the brow. Him. You know, like the guard faces him up and tries to make a move, and the brow takes away some of your cognizance. So. It, it's a secret it's like power. You piece. have to look at it. And you, he gets you. Yeah, bro. I mean, dude, it's crazy. That one moment. I mean, yeah. it's a split-second sport. He's like, oh, he's looking. That no. motherfucker. Yeah. On the real, he though, like, up. I think this last year just solidified, as young as he is, he's a Hall of Famer now. I think just winning a ring with the Lakers, you've automatically just become a Hall of Famer. You're 25-10 and 10 with three assists, two blocks, two steals a game for seven straight years. That's it. Like, that's Hall of Fame. If and he retired right now, and you've already won a championship. 
And he's only 26 years That's old. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, the thing about AD. How old are you? 20, he's literally, me and him are the same age. I'm 26. Nibber, what the hell are you doing? I'm, I'm literally sitting you, in a room you, you talking about him. You gotta get that unibrow. You gotta get the unibrow game going at this point. Just grow a foot as well. Like, yeah, let me go for it. Bro. You got the famous Amos cookies, though. Oh, man. Yes. Bet Anthony Honestly, Davis doesn't have that. Famous Amos, man. Famous Amos. One of the best packaged cookies I've ever had in my are life. Sponsors for the week? This, not your weekly sports pod's weekly sponsor. We present Thank Famous you. Amos. One of the most delicious dry cookies you can ever have. You have to have a glass of water. So I had this label for Anthony Davis that was previously held by Paul George. Oh, God. It's a great label. And I think this is the reason I would consider Anthony Davis over Giannis now that I think about it a little bit. Is Anthony Davis is the greatest complimentary superstar in the history of the NBA that I've seen. Wow. You consider the fact that so much of what he does is off the ball catch and shoot, pick and roll, pick and pop, offensive rebounds, lock. transition, lock, the great I mean, <laughs> the best vertical threat yeah. in the NBA right now. Easily. We can talk about like in the last 20 years of basketball, but then Dwight Howard starts mm-hmm. to come up. The, the the defense, I mean, complements any scheme you're trying to run. He can be your center, he can be your four still if you're trying to go big like he did with DeMarcus Cousins. He made that Never work. Never liability on switches. Never liability on switches and can still stretch the court Absolutely. so you're not bogged down. And then the fact that all of this, and he's okay with being, you know, a second option on a team. Every time he's had a guy that is high usage like DeMarcus Cousins, you know, like LeBron James. He's relished the role of being the Robin. He's kind of like this generation Scottie Pippen, I, agree. I would say. Wow. Although he's been lacking his MJ, he's been lacking his MJ over the first you know segment of his career. Who's it been? Like Eric Gordon, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Kind of crazy him and Drew Holiday didn't accomplish more together. But again, injuries is a big part in that. Um, and that's really it. I mean, those are the two most talented guys he had before the half season with Boogie. So tell me this, your, your analogy to him, to Scottie Pippen. Do you think he ends up winning an MVP? He's 26 years old, averaging should, 26, dude. 10, yeah. and 3. If I see the same sort of performance. In all honesty, I think maybe this LeBron year. Retires, yeah. yeah. I was going to say either this year or when LeBron retires too. Like I, I see him just saying, no, fuck this. this fuck is my this city. guy, LeBron. Yeah. yeah, this is my city. I think I think LeBron's still hunting for that. I agree. That next MVP. I agree. Trying I, to get I, the MJ numbers. I think LeBron's was smart because I think what it's this year and then the two years, correct, on his new contract, yeah. I believe. So it's a, collect, a collective three years. Three year extension. Yeah. So I think that second, this, this two year, 85 mil, which again, fucking great job rich paul two years 85 million dollars that's fucking ridiculous he's gonna be 38 years old when he gets the first 40 something million that's of that. insane man so again and i think that i think that's his farewell contract i think that's his contract that's like all right look i've given so much to this league i'm just gonna you know ride out going to, going on top right there and i think this is when we kind of get that dirk Nowitzki to luca type of thing where it's like all right you know what i'm i, I think literally his last two years james uh lebron's gonna be averaging like maybe 18 to 20 if you're lucky and like hey letting that's still great damn i, I think so. he's, he's still, still great yeah he's for a 38 year old bro there there, he's bro. he's top three all time like no 38 years old speaking. he will get up he, i just don't think he'll try bro, to like, do it but top, he's top three I, I think objectively speaking right we i know we have disagreements right objectively a top two top three player of all time and on top of top that three yeah who's easily, the third guy between him mj and kareem i would say maybe. kareem's yeah you gotta throw a kareem in there i mean i think that's just that's the nicest way to put it i think the argument can be there for akeem if you guys want to make it on uh on like a talent standpoint but yeah, there's a lot dude yeah bro but going back to it um 
Yeah, dude. I, I don't. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I keep looking at it, and I, I it's, it could be a thing. I don't know, bro. I mean, Carl Malone was still averaging like 22 points a game at the age of 38 playing for Utah. He averaged 20 a game his entire career up until he joined the Lakers. He dipped down to like 13 a game, had an injury towards the end of the season. He was never the same afterwards. But LeBron, I think one of the revelations to his game this season was that bully ball that he was playing. I could see LeBron just saying, fuck it, I'm going to be a power forward now. I'm playing the four next to AD. Get me a point guard. And let's hoop. I'm going to be Carl Malone the last two, three years of my career. Mm-hmm. I think he... A there's, different transition to his game, bro. That'd, a, be, that'd be fun. There's a world where LeBron's still averaging 25, 26 yeah, a game at the age about. of 38. You kind of lowballed him right no, there, man. I'm, so I'm thinking of it like this, right? You're thinking he's chilling. I think he, I think he done... Like my, my whole thought process is this. If I'm if I'm LeBron James and I want to go out like clean and not have to worry about the anything... Bill's thinking all this money's in my pockets right now. Let bro, look. Chill. I can't run up and down. He's, got, he's, got, so much, he's got so much extra energy not having to spank Brawny. Be a grown man. There you go, right? I just see him as a as a spot up shooter. I think he, I see him wanting to be a spot up shooter. Like, hey, LeBron just ends up being like a forty spot point shooter, forty percent three point shooter. What if I, I see that that can happen for LeBron? Just the dude just ends up saying, "No, my whole game is predicated upon being the best shooter ever." Like, I hope he brings up his free throw percentage, man. That's just a shame. And well, yeah, that, that'd be fun, right? Hey, on your last two years in just the league, fouled hard as shit every time. Focus on your deficiencies. That's focus it. on what you suck. Like you, you were never like the greatest three point shooter. Now you're like, now you should be the best. Aim to be the best. You were never a good free throw shooter. That's now it. aim to be the best. And just do that for your last two years. Let AD average like 35 and like get back-to-back MVP. My algebra teacher told us one time, shooting a free throw is like throwing a rock in a fucking lake. <laughs> it should be that easy because it's a fucking free shot. It's very true. If you're the best player in the league, you should not be averaging that low of a percentage. Can you imagine what kind of uh, just a specimen Shaq would have been if he was like a 99% free throw shooter. Think about it. He's he a good category. Yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah. Like 40 a game. Wow. Easy. They literally took him out of entire fourth quarters by fouling him and sending him to the line. Yeah, that was that was atrocious. You, there'd be so many GMs just abusing that in, this, in, in today's NBA. Bro, I'm looking at... You want to talk about percentages. I'm looking at LeBron's 2013 NBA season with Miami. I think this is this is my best version of LeBron ever. Averaged 27 a game on 57% from the field, 41% from three on four threes a game, four three attempts a game. Damn. Le- Bro, Miami For a LeBron wing, was phenomenal. 57%. That's Shaq numbers. We're looking at right now? 76% from, the fr- from free throw that year. So not bad. Not Respectable. Bad. Not Respectable? Bad. Come on. This is the guy that you're arguing is the best player in the world. Damn, we we just went back to this. But it's, it's, it's okay. Debate. We had to. <laughs> I mean, we can continue this nah, if you want. No, nah, nah. <laughs> for another time. Again, we'll do it again. Wow. When I watch Last Dance again and I get hyped up, we'll do it again. The oh, Last Dance. Look, man, Propaganda. I, I, <laughs> Miami LeBron was phenomenal. You think, I think they'll have a documentary like this for LeBron, man? Oh, it'll yeah, be better yeah. than this. They're already working yeah. on it. You think so? Behind the scenes, for bro, sure. Bro, I got HBO working on it. That's the problem. His agent is like wrapped up in television production. I'm pretty production. sure he saw the last dance. He's like, nah, fuck this. We got this. For sure. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and LeBron. That's one thing LeBron did like better than MJ, in my opinion. One of the few, like one of the few things I think he's done really well is like how he's propagated himself to be like a media icon right now. You think the storyline would be a little bit better from what he has going on as what? far as like his career versus, I guess, the last dance? What, what went through what that? What would they call it? Like the the last bubble. The chosen one. 
The chosen one. The chosen one. Uh, The man tatted himself up at the age of 18. Chosen one. That's crazy, bro. The homage to it. I think his story would be sick. High school dude, single mom household, comes Uh, up from like nothing and is one of the greatest sports role models of all time and arguably the greatest in his sport. St. Vincent St. Mary games used to be broadcast at a senior year in the Cleveland, the Quicken Loans Arena when the Cleveland Cavaliers still couldn't sell like, like sellouts. LeBron's high school games were selling out more seats than that. They, they had to take the high school games to the college arena because they couldn't fit enough people at St. Vincent St. Mary. When are we going to see this documentary? Man, Throw me 40. A, a guess yeah. in the day. 40. I think, I think LeBron really wants to 40? end his career. No, I think LeBron like, wants to end his career with Bronny. Like, I really, I, I really see that happening. Like, he wants to play until Bronny's in the league, and I think that'd be really cool to say. Is it really like a guarantee Bronny makes it to the NBA? 100%. I feel like he has really? all the hype behind him. He's actually he's great. Like, he's think a lefty about it talent. if Michael Jordan had a kid. That's Zaire. Bronny's Zaire. a righty. He is a righty. You, you are correct. Wade's kid is a lefty. He's, Wade's kid's going to make it too. I think, look, I think if you look at, first off, genetic talent that the, both, you know, Zaire and, uh, and Bronny both have as well, right? And on top of that, these guys have access to literally the best coaches in the world because of their dads. Exactly. So, I mean, it's all, and on top of that, you have two dads, which I think are very active. And and very blinded. active. Yeah, very they're active like consistently blood. injecting their blood into their knees exactly. to give them hops. It's like that, and I mean, Science. It, it's crazy. Like these guys are there. I think they have the perfect sports system for them to make the league. I think I'd be, I'd be really surprised if they don't make the league. Yeah, I think that'd be more surprising. If the bowl kids made it in the league. This should just be a no-brainer. Yeah, no, I, I, there's no reason for them True. not to make yeah. the league. They're, they're just because, like, I've seen other bro. Like, if Kenyon Martin Jr. can end up being in this league, KJ Martin. Come on, if he can end up being in this league, there's no way Bronny James cannot end up making this league. And what they play. They play the the high school that they play at plays against the greatest like the best talent in high school plays like they play like division two or division three college basketball teams as well so they have everything in the place to, for them to do and I think when Bronny comes into the league I think that's when we see Bronny just signing one year contracts and just to say fuck it I want to play with my kid I can see cool. it. that'd be a really cool way to end your career like you played with your fucking kid and who knows maybe Bronny still is able to average like sixteen and. Tell me Nike cannot wait to see an alley-oop from Bronny to Braun or something. Oh, my God. Just put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, that's going to be another one of those moments that they have with Wade and LeBron. Like, come on now. It's all there. And and then I see LeBron selling his stock in Nike, cashing out for over a billion dollars, and then buying uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers? That'd be hilarious. Dan Gilbert having He has to have like a sword fight with Dan Gilbert for like final ownership. Look, hey, Quicken Loans is struggling right now, right? So it'd be funny. Like a far away mountain or something. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, dude. Lava coming out of the mountaintop. It's an active volcano. Some Star Wars, Luke Skywalker, wow. death scene. I mean, the fuck, the shade that they've thrown each other, it would make it a great pay-per-view watch. I, I think it's very possible, Game of Thrones too. music playing in the background. Oh, you have to, bro. Oh. Yeah. Get like a group of peasants in the background wow. to cheer on the fight. Gotta have them in a circle just <laughs> surrounding <Nice>. them. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's very possible that this could happen. I'm telling you, I think Quicken Loans go, goes out of we business. set up a fight COVID. club, man. I'm Let's telling you. NBA Fight Club? NBA Fight Club. Bro, Joey Crawford versus Dick Bavetta. Referee fights. Let's go. Dang. <laughs> I can't even tell you. You know, a great fight I would want to see is Shaq going straight up against Barkley. Like, all the all the tension you sense from inside the NBA TNT show, just want to see them go at it. Like, no, no holds barred. Hell in a Cell style WWE fight. Wow. 
I think Shaq got it, dude. There's no question about it. He's a big man. Yeah. He's a very, very large man. Shaq just ends up sitting on a guy and you're done, dude. But like 310 pounds, 320 pounds, something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. When, when he's in shape. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised either way. But yes, I think Bron ends up buying a fucking team and then just retiring, not doing anything afterwards. Do you guys see Bron ever being coach? I don't know. I don't see it. He, he kind of acts like it on the court. He does. But I think he has larger ambitions in life. I think he'll take a step away from basketball at a certain point. He already has a nice house in Cabo, which I wouldn't be surprised. If I'm if I'm him, if I'm a billionaire at this point, dude, just fuck it. Five years, just go like, chill, get, stay away from like Five everything. Years. Why not, dude? It's, it's, that's the thing about an athlete that just blows my mind. It's like you hit the pinnacle of your uh, you know, of life so young, right? Like... Like, I think the main thing is, like, you see, like, you see it so young. Like, most people, like, you know, they usually hit the crescendo at, like, the top of their life at about, like, four, in their 40s, 50s, right? When they make the most that they probably can make. These guys make the most that they can ever make at our age right now, like, in their 20s. And they're done with their careers by, like, 30. So, I think it's crazy how much time you really have to That's do. That's the goal, man. So, yeah, like, if you're, like, if, if you're out of the league by, like, 32, right? Like, high, like with, like, $70 million. Your like, whole life in front of you. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, dude, you've, you're literally 32. You have, eight, like, $70, $80 million in the bank. I'm going to be honest. I'd take a million dollars and play the lottery just to see what's up. What if I get lucky? For 70, I mean, I still, have, I still have, have all the million. rest of the money I have left over, but a million Chef, dollars. Chef, I, I bet you, you know be more fun to, for your chances? We'll just go for a weekend in Vegas. Just do that. You could do a lot with a million dollars in, in Vegas. Vegas. I agree. You have much higher chances of making a return. On black. Yeah, the, of I'm making your you return. Right Look, bro, chef, the chance of winning the lottery, I think, is like one in 300 million. You have we'll, at least. We'll put it on black. Oh, man. See, you have a better chance in Vegas yeah. than putting it on black. I agree. That's what I would do. Eight, yeah, 80 million. You have, that's, that's quite a bit of money at that time. Free so. drinks, too. Yeah. Do what you need to. Okay. And you got enough. some great stakes at those casinos Fair and strip clubs. They do. We will not play the lottery. There you go. You just do that. This they time. just lost the customer in the bill. Good I'm job. Sorry. I'm Good sorry. Job. Just, go, just go to Vegas. Have more fun. I don't know if I go right now, though, but I'm sure it's dirty. Convenience cheap. stores looking at you and just like this motherfucker. Oh, God. Sorry, JJ. My own kind. Just done goof me. Well, shit, guys. It's been it's been fun. We fucking had a lot of fun tangents with this. NBA season starts very shortly. I'm looking forward to actually watching it, uh, being able to have the NBA back within literally like almost a month. Um, but yeah, man, it was fun. I'm looking forward to catch y'all next time. Volo, Chef, anything y'all want to say before we bounce? Nah, man, I, I hope we have happy days ahead of us in Houston with sports. It's not looking good for any of our teams, but keep grinding, bro. Keep, keep faith. Grinding. In stone we trust. Hey, nice, nice. Are we all are we all technically stoners now? <laughs> hey. hey, all right, man. With that shit, we out. Guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>